It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosold, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning on this Tuesday morning. It's time for the farm show. We've got a lot of stuff to get through. You've got Jill Welke here. Bob Bolsold, he is down in Madison at World Dairy Expo. And he's already been busy. He sent me back some audio. We'll be hearing from Ben Steyer, who won the what is it called? Intercollegiate National Intercollegiate Dairy Cattle Judging Contest. Um, and Ben is from Menominee area, Alphalon Dairy, and he goes to school in Minnesota. So great success for him down there. He's done an awful lot of good things with his judging and he was a past state FFA president and I always enjoyed visiting with him. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, Wisconsin grain stocks and we've got production amounts for potatoes. Now these are 2022 potato crop production which you know we're Getting in, we're all, we're well into 2023 in the potato harvest, but apparently we need to look back a little bit to see what happens and com- do some comparisons. And the crop progress report is out, and it even says that 72% of the potato crop is harvested. So, you know, we've got a little ways to go on that. And the Wisconsin. Uh, we got some rain this last weekend, and it's helped a lot. We've gone from a lot short to 57% adequate, and that's very phenomenal. You know, we've got the, I know I had four and a half inches of rain at my house. I know other people around the area had, you know, your six and seven inches, and it came as needed. You know, we could have used it earlier, but it is what it is, and it's Mother Nature, And this week is National 4-H Week. I neglected to mention it yesterday, but 4-H has been a part of my world for a long time. And I've been the general leader for the 4-H Club for, oh, 20-plus years. I officially still am, but I've kind of backed off on it a lot. So it's, uh, But it's still near and dear to my heart. I'm involved at the county level and... Uh, looking forward to when my grandkids can start showing. Um, we're also going to be hearing from Pam. She talked to Michelle Coles. She's a young dairy woman in dairy because of technology. Now, she's from the Gillette area, and she farms with her dad. So that'll be interesting to see how technology has brought her back into the dairy industry. So... We need to get some of our chores done and 
let's enjoy some music and, you know, have some fun along the way. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's time for our first look at weather here in Eau Claire. We're sitting at 68 beautiful degrees. And boy, is it nice out there. You can see the stars and you can see planets out there. And the moon is so bright. Today, we're going to roll on up to 86 degrees with mostly sunny skies and nice and warm. Tonight, 66 is our temp. Tomorrow, 71 and breezy for our high. Tomorrow night, 52. Thursday, 65 and breezy. Friday, 50 and cool. So we're going we're gonna to drop 36 degrees from today till Friday for our highs. Saturday, 52, partial sun. Sunday, 58. Monday, 61. But it looks like we'll be having some sun. There's only a slight bit of a uh, chance for some rain, so I'm kind of hoping that holds off because those crops are needing to come off. I'm hoping that the corn comes off around my house so I can move my cows out and about. And get them going. And our 13 first alert weather is brought to you by the Chilson by by the Chilson Automotive Group. Save up to forty three hundred dollars on select 2023 Wrangler Rubicon models at Chilson.com. And that's our forecast on Wax 104.5. Well, we need to get through some more music here and get going with our all of our information for our farm show. And we are a minute after 5 o'clock here on Wax 104.5. And it's time to hear our national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Hunter Biden will appear in federal court today in Delaware where he's expected to plead not guilty to gun charges. Lisa Taylor fills us in. The president's son was indicted on three felony firearms charges last month, including unlawfully possessing a gun as an illegal drug user. Charges come after a prior plea deal to see the gun offenses dismissed fell apart following scrutiny from a federal judge. Hunter's attorneys have called the charges illegitimate. I'm Lisa Taylor. Dianne Feinstein's replacement will be sworn into the U.S. Senate today. LaFonza Butler was appointed by California Governor Gavin Newsom on Sunday to take the place of the late senator and will be sworn in by Vice President Kamala Harris in a ceremony at the U.S. Capitol. Butler will be only the third black woman to serve in the Senate, following Harris and former Senator Carolyn Mosley-Brown of Illinois. In a statement, Governor Newsom said, LaFonza will carry the baton left by Senator Feinstein and continue to break glass ceilings. A nine-year-old girl missing in a New York park has been found alive and her kidnapper captured after an intense search. Trey Thomas reports. Governor Kathy Hochul confirmed Monday that Charlotte Cena was kidnapped and that her suspected abductor is in custody. It's been a long two days, but tonight our prayers have been answered. Rover come with relief and gratitude. She noted that Cena appeared to be in good physical shape as she was rescued Monday evening. Hochul said the suspect left a note at Charlotte's parents' house demanding a ransom. Fingerprint analysis led to the man's mother's home where a SWAT team found Charlotte in a cabinet inside a camper. I'm Trey Thomas. And Mariah Carey is going on a Christmas tour. The pop star said on Monday that her Merry Christmas One and All tour will visit 13 cities. The holiday tour kicks off November the 15th in Highland, California, and makes stops in Los Angeles, Detroit, Boston, and New York City. Tickets for the Christmas tour go on sale Friday. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
We're almost four minutes after five o'clock here on Wax 104.5, and it's weather time again. And here are the temperatures around the area. Here in Eau Claire, 68 degrees, and it is a beautiful morning out there. The stars are bright. The moon is out and bright. Um, so take a chance to look up into the sky, because I always truly enjoy it. There's a few planets out there, too, so... I have a app on my phone that I like to look at, and so it makes it sound like I'm always looking and know what planets are out there, but I get some help. It's the tools you use. Medford, 57 degrees. Rice Lake, 66. Wausau, 60. Green Bay, 61 and clear. Marshfield, 60 and clear. La Crosse, 67. And Madison and Milwaukee, both sitting at 63 and clear. And today we're going to roll right up to 86 degrees with mostly sunny skies. Put your shorts on for one last time for this season and and enjoy the weather out there. See if you can't get out, get a walk in or, you know, just enjoy the evening time. We've got some more chores to do and then we're going to be hearing from Ben Steyer. He did something pretty fantastic down at World Dairy Expo and he'll be in next. Ben Steyer, very much a part of World Dairy Expo this year. Of course, Ben from the Menominee area, Alpha Lawn Dairy, past FFA state president in Wisconsin, now a member of the University of Minnesota Dairy Judging Team. Ben, you came down here to World Dairy Expo, and you guys did pretty good as a team. Yes, we did. Uh, the University of Minnesota team won the Collegiate Dairy Judging Contest yesterday, which obviously we were all hoping for, but knew it wasn't a high chance. So, yeah, we had a pretty good day. And as an individual, you had an even better day. Tell us about your individual accomplishments. Yeah, individually it went well. I won the contest overall, won reasons, and was second place in placings. Um, and then there's a few breed things too, but it's a lot of numbers to memorize. That was well, yesterday's job. It really is. So how do you, I mean, obviously brought up at Alphalon, you know, the dairy industry and this, that, and the other thing. But uh, how much time do you guys actually as a team get together and practice and you have to travel to dairy farms to look at good cows you can't do it on campus so much can you correct we spend a fair amount of time in the fall practicing a series of three trips we take throughout the beginning of the fall on a couple of weekends and then one where we go from the end of a week into a weekend traveling farms throughout wisconsin minnesota and northern illinois um, seeing a lot of really really good cattle i know my first sophomore year when i went on the team it was mind-boggling that we would put a 94 point cow on the bottom of a class sometimes the farms are so good that we go to um, and then in the springtime we focus more on the university cows that we have on campus and work on reasons with them we don't get out as much but definitely a lot of time that's put into it practicing and getting ready what's the contest at world dairy expo all about and how intense is it because again as you mentioned putting a 94 cow 94 point cow on the bottom of the class can be pretty pretty tough but you breed you judge all the breeds heifers cows how intense is it yeah it's a pretty intense contest we do all the breeds 12 classes total um so for most of the breeds there's two classes a breed one heifer class and one cow class and then we have one milking shorthorn class and one red and white class as well and then with the 12 classes there's six sets of reasons so we'll give five sets of reasons on cows and one heifer set as well so it's a pretty full day. The most out of any of the contests we do in terms of number of classes and number of sets of reasons. How many contests you guys get in a year? Four. There are four total. That doesn't mean I've judged four this year, but four throughout my time as a student. 
as a judge now, obviously, and again, Ben Steyer with us from Menominee who won the uh, dairy judging competition at World Dairy Expo, also first in reasons. When you go in to start looking at the cows to uh, break them down, how do you start? What do you do? What kind of a routine do you go through individually yourself? First, I like to stay on as far back as I can just to look at all four of them. I don't want to get a wrong first impression by looking at a single cow individually. And then I start evaluating each one um, as she walks past about what I most like and dislike about her, identifying major holes or really good areas, and then seeing how the class breaks down if if it's pairs and if there's too good and too bad or an easy winner or an easy bottom cow that really needs to find her way down pretty quickly. Normally, there's some way to break it down. Um, and if not, <laughs> then think a little harder for a little bit. How much time do you get with each class? 15 minutes a class. Whether it's reasons or not, 15 minutes across the board. It goes by pretty quickly when you're in there <laughs> trying to memorize them. <laughs> so as a, as a team, the team scores count, obviously, but the individual placings are uh, have to be pretty satisfying for you. Definitely. Uh-huh. Um I certainly wasn't expecting to do as well as I did. And as a team, we had an outstanding day. One of my teammates, Isaac Root from Elgin, Minnesota, was third overall. And then another teammate, Kelsey Beal, was 17th. And so we were the three scorers that make up our team. Our fourth teammate is Haley Berkema from New Richmond. And she had a pretty good day, too. Just missed the All-American cutoff for the top 25. So nothing to complain about a great team, uh, both from a judging standpoint, but also from a fun standpoint. They're a lot of fun to be a part of. <laughs> oh, that's great. And while you're here at Expo, you're also going to get a scholarship. What's that all about? Yeah, so tonight the National Dairy Shrine Banquet is happening, and so it's an exciting time to celebrate a lot of things that have gone on in the last year within the dairy industry. So they offer a lot of scholarships to college students. I'll be getting one tonight along with a few other University of Minnesota students and a lot of students from the Midwest. And then our advisor, Les Hansen, is getting a big award tonight too. So it'll be exciting to be there and to celebrate it. Oh, it certainly will. So you're at the University of Minnesota. How far along are you? What are you majoring in? And what are your career goals? At this point, you still got a lot of time to think about that. I am in the first semester of my junior year, so I'll graduate spring of 2025 next year. But I'm an animal science major on a dairy production route. So long-term plan as of now, I'd like to return back to the family farm in a while, not right away after graduation. Short term, something relating to genetics or nutrition, I think. Advanced degree? At this time, I don't think so, but I'm not set on that. We'll see how the rest of college goes. I'll bet it. there's an MD, an MS, or a PhD behind his name eventually. Ben Steyer, of course, uh, from Menominee, Alpha Lawn Dairy, won the dairy judging at World Dairy Expo on behalf of the University of Minnesota. I'm Bob Bosold. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, thanks, Bob, for catching up with Ben Steyer. I've always enjoyed visiting with him and learning about what he was up to. Well, today we're going to roll up to 86 degrees, so you can still get out those shorts. And uh, enjoy the weather today because it's going to be taking a turn for the cooler and 50 degrees by Friday. So, you know, it is, you know, the first part of October here, so I'm totally enjoying this. But we need to get some more chores done. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it is time for our first run at our markets, sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. 
<laughs> Ooh, I'm adjusting some of my volumes. Got really loud in my ear. So, our cash livestock choice fed beef steers are 176 to 187 with mixed at 120 to 175. Choice fed beef heifers are 176 to 184 with mixed at 120 to 174. Choice fed Holstein steers are 157 to 166 with select and silage fed steers 120 to 156. Cows are 80 to 109 with a top of 136. Bulls are 110 to 139. Butcher hogs are 27 to 78 with sows at 23 to 31 and boars at 9 to 11. New crop market lambs are 150 to 210. Feeder lambs are 50 to 205. And we'll roll right over to our futures markets. And our live cattle futures for October, 184.42, up 22.5 cents. December, 188.35, up 42 cents. February, 193.17, up 67.5 cents. And April, 196.20, up 70 cents. And as you heard, that market is trending upward. And our feeder cattle futures are also trending upward. October, 253, 32.5, up 85 cents. November, 255.70, up 80 cents. January, 259.35, up $1.30. And March, 262.72, up $1.45. But our lean hog carcasses are trending downward. October, 79.85, down 35 cents. December, 69.50, down $2.27. February, 73.92 down a dollar 52 and that market is trending downward and let's take a look at our chicago board of trade numbers december corn 486 down two and a half cents december oats 426 down eight cents november soybeans 1272 down five cents december soybean meal 369 dollars a ton down four and a half cents and december wheat $5.66 up 2 cents. And our cheese markets, barrels 154 and a quarter up 6 and a quarter. 40 pound blocks 172, no change from yesterday. And our grade double A butter 334 up 4 cents. And our class 3 milk futures, October 1701 up 13 cents. November up 11 cents to 1728. December down two cents to seventeen forty eight. January seventeen ninety one down eight cents. February down four cents to eighteen oh five, and trending downward into May because that's as far as my markets go. Well, we need to get on to some farm news. We'll be talking about grain stocks and potato production coming in next. For those who work in acres. Not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, yesterday we talked about nationwide grain stocks. Today we're moving closer to home and looking at Wisconsin grain stocks. According to the latest USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service grain stocks report. Corn stored in the state on September 1st totaled 73.9 million bushels. That's up 2% from last year's amount. Of the total... 58% of that corn is stored on farms. Soybeans stored on September 1st in Wisconsin totaled 9.4 million bushels. That's up 20% from September 2022. 
with 47 of those soybeans stored on farms. And production amounts for the 2022 potato crop were were released just last week by the USDA in their Potatoes 2022 Summary. Wisconsin potato growers planted 67,000 acres. That's down 2,000 acres compared to 2021. And that average yield per acre was 400 hundredweight. That's down 7% from 2021. Price per hundredweight was $15.60. That's $2.60 higher than the year before. And the total value for the state's potato crop was $415 million in 2022. That's 10% higher than 2021. And of course, Idaho produced the most potatoes in 2022 with just under 121 million hundredweight. Wisconsin was ranked third in the nation in potato production in 2022 with 26.6 million hundredweight. Well, we're going to need to do a little bit more chores, and then we're going to be hearing from Pam as she talks to Michelle Coles, a young dairy woman in a young dairy farmer in farming all because of technology. So let's get some more chores done. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. This week during World Dairy Expo, you'll hear a lot of emphasis on technology. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. It might be technology in equipment, software, maybe an app that's on your smartphone. The good news is a lot of this technology is helping to keep young dairy producers in the industry. Michelle Coles is one of those. She's a young dairy producer in northeast Wisconsin, Gillette to be exact. She is farming side by side with her dad. Not a big dairy operation, but thanks to technology, it affords her a quality of life that's keeping her in dairying and that's not something she expected no i did not at all well when i graduated we only were milking 200 cows and i just thought piggyback on with my dad like do what he's doing he's already he already has a great farm he's a great herds guy a great cow guy so i'm like i'm just gonna learn from him just keep doing what he what he's doing and then um as time went on it just opportunities just started presenting themselves things kept going advancing and just little things like this little technology stuff like this this kept adding up and hopefully we get more technology advanced in the future but yeah and one of the points you made is people almost feel sympathy for dairy farmers because of the work but you have a different way yeah it's hard work but it's not like they did 50 years ago yeah it's still hard work it still takes a lot out of me but at the same time i have a whole nother I have a family. My fiance doesn't work on the farm. He works off the farm. So I have majority of my weekends off. Like sometimes I have to go out, like if I get an alert or if I look at my phone and there's a sick cow I got to take care of. I would say one out of four weekends, I'm working the whole weekend. Or I just pop in and out as mm-hmm. things come up and I have most of my weekend off and I can spend it with my family. Or if I come in at five o'clock, I don't have to get a call at six o'clock. There's down cow because I didn't notice it before I got mm-hmm. into the house or right. stuff like that so it just allows me to have more of a regular life i guess well and i don't want people thinking that you're swinging big technology because you've been kind of measured on your approach to investing in technology yeah yeah so i mean there's a lot more stuff that we can be using like there's gates that will sort cows out for me that uh need help that are sick that need to get bread that need any type of attention and i don't have to go out to the freestyle barn to grab them um there's a whole parlor that our parlor is really nice right now as it as it is but there's a whole nother level of 
monitoring even as the cows are getting milk that I, we have not tapped into yet, which I would love to in the next 10 years, 20 years. And it's been a trial and error situation. It's not like you've been hitting it out of the park every time you pick a piece of technology. No, um, we had a herd monitoring system maybe eight years ago we started with, and it just it didn't work out that great. The collars weren't accurate. They weren't they were the batteries were dying really fast um mm-hmm. they just it just wasn't working simple out stuff. simple stuff simple stuff yeah you know and the other part that people don't think about with technology is it's really helped you uh, i'll say grow your staff or make your staff see a future working with you yeah so some of our milkers have kind of evolved into seeing cows for more than just the things that come through the parlor they throw a milking unit on they it kind of allows them to be more cow people like helen said before people that don't have a cow eye also have the ability to have the cow eye can understand cows better and you work really hard at building the relationship you've got how many staff do you does the dairy have um we have six milkers and then we have one full-time guy nick it's been with us since he's been 14 or 15 Mm -hmm. years old so he's been there a long time but um we have a great relationship i try my hardest um to find out anything about their lives that they want to share i I take interest i and genuinely take an interest in their lives like they have their stories coming into this country or anything are really interesting actually and it's not it's not something you should just like sleep on like there are opportunities to get to know your employees out there that if you just sleep on them then then you miss that and then you missed a a misconnection well and you want them to see that you live the same life that they do same you don't you don't treat them like labor no, they're not just labor. It's just just because they, you expect them to come to your farm every single day, you can't expect them to not be kind of like family. Like back 50 years ago, the people that came to your farm every single day were family. You worked with your family every single day. So now the people that you got coming to your farm that you want to work and do a good job, you got to treat like family because they are just regular people just like us. Everybody's a human. And it's not just the day-to-day conversation. You live it, you walk it, tell them a little bit. It's in the housing, and it's also in the way that you uh, help them understand their performance's impact on the dairy. Yeah, so first off, we all, we provide housing for our milkers, and it's it's houses that I would live in. It's houses, if there's not something right in them, we fix it right away, or we make sure that it's conditions that anybody in this world would be comfortable living in. And, um, I forgot what and then the incentives, or how you keep them engaged, that technology, the information you get, you share with them, but you also reward them. Yeah, so, I mean, we get a cement Excel um, check every month as a bonus. If we have under 100000 we try to um, distribute that out to the employees, too, just to kind of give them an idea that they're doing a good job. Or, I mean, some people say that they don't want to do monetary bonuses, but our employees really react well to monetary bonuses, so we're just going to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. No, Tell me, how long have they been with you? What What's the feedback from them? Because if you get them engaged in the process, then they come up with ideas too. Yeah, they've been with us since 2020. I want to say January of 2020. We um, got our current labor force or milk force. Mm-hmm. Milk force. Um, but uh, yeah, we just we keep them informed of what's going on in the dairy and we keep them knowing of that their day-to-day steps and chores aren't just a mundane task. We would try to teach them the how and why behind stuff. So a lot of them, they came from not cow backgrounds, and a lot of them have grown to really love cows because now they understand cows, and it, it makes them feel good to know that they're helping them. Have you been able to retain 
your employees? I mean, you guys aren't the only dairy in town. Have you been able to retain them because of not only your approach to them, but also this technology option? Yeah, we... um Half of the employees that we hired uh, in 2020 when we switched labor forces are the same ones that have always been here. Um, the main, the first family that came here is, is came to us is the same family that's still working for us. So, and they just if we if someone wants to leave, they know like a cousin or a friend or somebody that wants work, and they will send them our way. And they, it's nice to know that our employees are doing well at our house right now or our farm already doing well so they're going to bring in people that they want to work with and they trust and our friends or family members so that kind of helps too paint me a picture you said you know that sort gates would be like a wish list but truly as a young woman did you ever expect that you would be hands-on in the game a dairy farmer or did you think you'd be like some of us in the audience in agribusiness I kind of had no idea what I was getting into. I knew, well, I went to college for two years at UW Marinette, just get to my generals uh, done. Yeah, and yeah. I just, because I wasn't really sure where I wanted to yeah, go, because yeah. I, I know I grew up loving farming, but I also didn't know what else was out there. Yeah. So then I um, graduated from Marinette with my general study yeah. or whatever. And then I went to River Falls. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I want to go into the dairy industry. Like, I just can't find anything else that I like enough. Mm-hmm. So then. Probably my junior, halfway through my junior year, I'm like, yeah, I want to go back to the farm. <laughs> like, I don't know why, just, just probably the fact that I had a good farm to go back to, and my dad is a great uh, example of how to farm, yeah. and he's a um, a good guy. Like, he's nice, he's easy to work with, he's, mm-hmm. he teaches me a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Still, to this day, he teaches mm-hmm. me stuff every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just stuff like that, like, I... I, and it's also nice too to have a bachelor's degree in dairy science because I can always fall back if farming doesn't work out for me. For like maybe I like break my leg and I can't walk around or something. Like then I can always have an industry job. Like and it's also a good thing to fall back on that I always have that degree in my back pocket. You and Dad talk about what's ahead for the dairy. Um, now there's some places that have their ten year and five year plans, and we don't really. <laughs> we just kind of like talk about like stuff we could improve but we don't really have a wish list but i think it's just because we're on the same page of like how we want the the dairy to go forward so we both have the same idea of like technology first cow comfort first all those kind of things so i think that's probably why we don't really have a a wish list or an idea list but we both if we set an idea to one another we most likely be like yep that's that's the thing we want to do well, you know, it always is good to go on the fly and figure things out as you go. And she talked about backup plans. I think we all have a backup plan, whether we want to or not. Because um, I graduated from college this spring, and that's kind of my backup plan. But we better get working and get moving on. We need to hear from Rocky and Premier Livestock. He'll be coming in next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And right on cue, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. Said I'm here all by my lonesome, and I guess, yes, I am. Lonesome dove. <laughs> but we get the job done, right? Yep. All right, so what happened at the market yesterday? Uh, thank you, Joe. Good morning, everyone. This is how the week is shaping up here at Premier Livestock. Uh, like I said, coming off uh, last week, we sold 4,000 head. We had about 1,000 yesterday. Uh, fed cattle traded steady to slightly lower yesterday. High choice and prime Holstein steers from 150 to 162. Selects 140 to 149. Choice beef steers and heifers up to 177 on a light test. Market cows high yielding from $1.05 to $1.20. Many cows from 80 to 104. High yielding market bulls 
levels from 105 to 122. Your lower yielding and lightweight, 104 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly from 120 to 154. Lower yielding, 119 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves, very, very, very strong. Most of them from 250 to 530 dollars on the Holsteins. Beef cross calves. From 350 to 760, Holstein heifer calves 150 and down. Today, Tuesday, special feeder cattle auction, bred beef cow auction. We're expecting 800 to 1,000 head of feeder cattle. We have 150 bred beef cows, including two complete beef herd dispersals. Cows need to be in by 9 o'clock a.m. this morning for preg checks. Full list of early consignments on our website with pictures. Then tomorrow, Wednesday, get our hay auction at 9.30, dairy cattle auction at 11. We're expecting 350 head of dairy cattle. We've got a herd of 200 Holstein and crossbred parlor freestall cows. There's going to be about 40 dry cows in that herd, uh, plus several fancy loads of fresh parlor freestall cows. Full detailed list on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. Reminder, uh, large farm machinery auctions coming up November 3rd. Guys, that's only a month away. Uh, we would really like to have most some consignments in within the next two weeks. We're taking in consignment six days a week. Uh, like I said, if you guys want to get on all the advertising, get your items pictured, I'd be getting them in soon. So questions, give us a call once again, 715-229-2500. And Jill, that's the way it's shaped up. So is the lot filling up already? Uh, it's coming It's coming full. Everybody's uh, harvesting. I think it's going to be one of them where it's a mad rush and everything comes in at one time. But uh, well. we sure like it a little spread out. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that gives you a little more time to picture and that kind of stuff, right? Yep, absolutely. Well, you have a great day. You too, thank you. And that was Brock Yolsom from Premier Livestock. And I think we're going to slide right on over and see if Mike is ready for me. I don't know, maybe am I ready for Mike in our 13 first alert weather? I'm not hearing him. and The mic is on, but he must, oh, maybe he's busy. You know what? Let's do a few more farm chores. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it is weather time. And Mike Dandria is ready with our 13 first alert weather. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic. That's good to hear. It's a pretty beautiful morning, isn't it? Oh, it is awesome out there. That's why I said look up at the sky. Make sure you're safe, but look up at the sky. The moon is awesome, and the stars are so bright this morning. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing it while driving. Like you said, make sure to stay safe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, take a moment to appreciate it, you know, outside your work or home or wherever you are uh, this morning. But you can also appreciate the beautiful weather that we'll have in store as we'll have more sunshine for today. A few thin clouds will start to roll in and uh, filter out some of that sunshine. But with winds that will stay breezy out of the south, we'll likely reach the mid-80s once again for today. More clouds roll in tonight, and by about the daybreak hours of tomorrow, we'll have a chance at some showers, low tonight, lows tonight in the mid-60s. But throughout the afternoon tomorrow, once those showers move through, they won't be very widespread and be rather short-lived. We'll actually get a few more peaks of sunshine with highs in the low 70s, Thursday brings us another chance at some showers from time to time. Highs in the mid-60s. We continue to cool down into Friday, which appears to bring our best chance at some rain and breezy with those winds out of the northwest. Our highs only around 50. Saturday, highs around 50 as well with more sunshine. But then going into Sunday, 
May even have some patchy frost in the morning. Highs in the mid-50s by the afternoon and staying in the upper 50s by next Monday with more sunshine. But right now, it's a very warm morning. Temperature of 66 degrees in Eau Claire. Well, and I know that we're at the end of the warm weather is coming, but... I'm like, just embrace it for the day. Yeah, and you know, I love fall-like weather, too, so I'm excited for the the week to come. But, I mean, it's also nice to enjoy a day like this, too. Absolutely. Well, you have yourself a great day. You too, Jill. We'll talk to you later. And that was Mike Dandria, 13 first alert weather. I'm still getting used to saying that. But uh, we need to go do a few more chores, and then we'll be hearing from Morgan McCarthy. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, Morgan McCarthy is in the house. And our local news is sponsored by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Good morning, Morgan. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start locally. There's a statewide search for an Eau Claire man who police say walked away from a halfway house in Toma. Shane Helmbrecht was arrested in 2016 for the murder of a neighbor in Eau Claire, but was found incompetent and unable to go to trial. He had been ordered to stay at a mental institution or health facility, but was staying at a halfway house in Toma until last week. That's when authorities say he simply walked away. You can find a description, more information, photos all online at 715newsroom.com. As we look to the lawmaker level, there's a law suit that looks to end Wisconsin's absentee ballot witness requirement. A national Democratic law firm filed that suit yesterday. It says requiring a witness to verify absentee ballots violates the Voting Rights Act. Now, Wisconsin requires anyone voting by absentee ballot to have a witness sign off that they're indeed who they say they are. Wisconsin, not alone. Nine states require absentee ballot witnesses. Three states actually require absentee ballots to be notarized. Wisconsin's Elections Commission hasn't responded to that lawsuit. We'll do a little campus hopping and see the more people are hitting the books. No enrollment shortage at UW-Madison. The university yesterday released some official fall enrollment numbers saying there are just over 50,000 students on campus. It's the first time that that's ever happened. This year's freshman class is about 700 students smaller than last year, but UW-Madison says there are nearly 8,000 freshmen on campus this year. Other UW campuses say enrollment is mixed, but the UW system says overall enrollment is up, and that's the first time in nearly a decade that they can say that. We go to Mustang country, but talk deer. Menominee says they'll allow people to hunt for deer near the city landfill. City Council last night approving a plan that will open up a section of land near the landfill in the city's police shooting range to bow hunters. You can find the full details online. Story in the crosshairs at 715newsroom.com. And when was the last time you licked a stamp? You're looking for one of those to put on an envelope? There's a new face in town. Move over for RBG. It features an oil painting of the justice showing her in a black judicial robe and her iconic white collar. In a statement Monday, USPS Board of Governors Chair Roman Martinez called Ginsburg an iconic figure who dedicated her life to public service and the pursuit of justice. She served on the Supreme Court for 27 years and died in 2020 at the age of 87. I'm Mark Mayfield. And away from the bench, we head back to the barn where it's always time to drop the hammer and do the chores with Joe Welke and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And on this beautiful Tuesday morning, I didn't even warn you, but I've got Jerry Clark in the office. And we're going to do a few more chores, and then we're going to hear what's happening in the Chippewa County and around the area. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I was very happy to see Jerry walk in the door, because <laughs> like I said, I didn't really promote it because you know things happen and 
And uh, if you notice outside today, I'm not driving my normal pickup either. So it's down at the shop, down at Augusta Tire. Shout out to those guys down there for helping me out. And I said, I need something to drive. And they're like, okay. So it's kind of a cute little red pickup. And, oh, nice. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it works. They said, what do you need? I said, something that can get me from point A to point B at 3 o'clock in the morning. As and long as it starts, right? That's what I got. <laughs> Because mine was getting to the point where it wasn't going to. So, a little outreach. But, uh, Jerry, we've got Jerry Clark. He's the Chippewa County, Dunn County, Eau Claire County ag agent out there. And, and uh, yep. you're, what are you seeing out there in those crops? We were talking a little bit about third crop. Yeah, the thing with, uh, we're getting a few questions about that uh, cutting window for alfalfa. And you know, we're getting into the corn and soybean grain harvest, and that's going to take our focus. But there's still a handful of farms out there contemplating taking that good-looking alfalfa after we got this three to five inches of rain out there. We're seeing some pretty good uh, stands of alfalfa out there. And uh, we've always had that window of non-cutting between September 1st and October 15th and until a or if a killing frost occurs well i don't think we're going even though we're going to get cooler doesn't look like the killing frost is too much in the cards yet but as we get closer we'll uh see how that works out but we'll um the reason they have that is with alfalfa it takes about 500 growing degree days for it to start to put carbohydrate back into the the roots or you want less than 200 growing degree days accumulated uh, so it doesn't use those carbohydrates up and start regrowing. So there's that window between July, uh, excuse me, September 1st and October 15th where we don't want to have that window unless we have that killing frost. So if we have the killing freeze this, you know, this weekend or as that that occurs, I think cutting can commence at any time. But we really lower the risk of injuring an alfalfa stand if it is to keep after October 15th. Um, now again good soil fertility, keeping pH levels up above 6.5 and, and high potassium or optimum potassium levels. Those are all part of the cards too. Then we look at, well, what's happening with the alfalfa variety selection, you know, those kind of things. Uh, varieties are all going to overwinter differently. And then the weather, of course, you know, are we going to get ice sheeting? Is we going to have enough snow cover? It only takes a couple inches of snow to really protect our soil temperatures. So a lot of factors are out of our control, but we can control that variety selection as well as that cutting that cutting schedule. So if feed is needed uh, yet this fall, uh, we usually don't see a great change in quality in alfalfa this time of year. And so if the feed is needed, we can harvest that after September uh, October 15th with a pretty low risk of, of injuring that stand. Now if we get that killing frost this weekend uh, and that occurs, we can you know get a week ahead. But we're only a couple weeks out from that date anyway. And hopefully, uh, we usually don't lose a lot of leaves right after that killing frost. So I think we can retain quite a bit of quality, even if we try to wait uh, till that October 15th date. And hopefully, we get you know some weather that is suitable for drying. And I think all the grain producers are going to want that anyway, is some dry weather as we try to pull a crop out of the field this fall. Well, it looks to me, it sounds to me like uh, getting out in the field no matter what, right? Yeah, I think that's going to happen. So again, uh, I know, Jill, we've talked about this for years now is that safety on the road and there's going to be a lot more equipment on the road here in, in a few days we've kind of got through the chopping season a little bit now uh the bulk of it's done but now you're going to see those uh semis grain carts uh tractors combines uh headers with trailers being pulled and these kind of things 
So there's going to be more traffic on the road here in, in, as soon as, you know, we get rolling on the soybeans especially. And uh, just be, you know, general public be patient. That farmer doesn't want to be on that road any longer than you want them on there and, and slowing you down. So just be patient. Uh, they'll they'll get out of the way. At, at some point, they'll pull over and enter their field, and you can be on your merry way. Absolutely. Always good to note that we need to be safe out on that road and be patient. Mm-hmm. Now, you brought up a little bit about community and a little mm-hmm. bit of outreach. So mm-hmm. I'm going to touch a little bit on that. You guys do some conservation things. What's going on there? Yeah, so uh, today, actually, we have our school conservation day with fifth graders in Chippewa County, and that'll be at Lake Wasota State Park. And we try to bring in every fifth grader in the county, uh, whether that's uh, public, private, uh, homeschool uh, groups, just to provide them uh, different uh, topics on conservation. So we bring in specialists from Extension, uh, Department of Natural Resources, Land Conservation Departments, NRCS, uh, all kinds of different uh, agencies, and some private individuals like, uh, or some of the nonprofits like Pheasants Forever, uh, Beaver Creek Reserve, anyone in that conservation field to provide just some topics of different uh, conservation uh, awareness. So we talk soil conservation, water, energy, all kinds of different topics, uh, wildlife. And uh, it's just one quick outreach that uh, we've done in Chippewa County. I think this is our 53rd year of doing this program. So it started way back. With Cal Kramer, who was the you know the uh, egg agent way before me, and so those uh, it's just a program that teachers have liked, the the schools have enjoyed, and uh, in Chippewa County they continue to do it. So we there's interest, so we keep doing it. So today we'll be wore out by the end of the afternoon after a few hundred fifth, fifth graders show up. But you know what? What a great day for a field trip. Yeah, yeah, I think the kids are going to enjoy it. Nice warm day as long as the, uh, you know, last last week up in Cornell, you know, it was a nice day, but you always get a few of those uh, little yellow jackets hanging around and stuff. So we're always kind of concerned with that. But I think today with the breeze blowing, we should be good. And, you know, I was in the school system for 15 years. I always love those field trips. <laughs> I was the one, the volunteer. Yeah, so, yep, still fun. Always. So that was Jerry Clark, Chippewa County. Egg agent, and he's serving Eau Claire, Don County. He just wears a whole lot of hats. We better get through some more chores before we head to markets. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it is market time. It's getting into 10 minutes before 6 o'clock. It's 66 degrees out there. And we need to head to Sparta and hear from Hot Eamon. Fed cattle signs steady today with the Highland Choice Beef Steers and Heifers 176 to 183. The Choice and Select Beef Steers and Heifers 165 to 175. The Beef and Dairy Cross Steers 155 to 175. Highland Choice Holstein Steers 157 to 164. The Choice and Select Holstein Steers 146 to 156. With the unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers, a dollar to a dollar forty-five. Cow is steady. Quality beef slaughter cows up to a dollar twenty. High yielding slaughter dairy cows a dollar to a dollar fifteen. Cutters and utilities eighty four to ninety nine. With the low yielding and canner cows thirty three to eighty eight cents a pound. Organic market today with results from the October second sale. With a steady to stronger market, the high yielding organic slaughter cows one forty to one seventy thin and small organic cows ninety to one thirty nine. With the organic steers and heifers one sixty five to one eighty five. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing one ten to one twenty five. The thin. Full of bulls over to the discount at $1.90 and down. 
KM sold by the power today with a steady market with the quality hosting bull cans bringing two fifty to four dollars topping at four thirty. The quality hosting heifer cans fifty cents to dollar fifty. The quality beef bulls five dollars to seven fifty topping at seven ninety. The quality beef heifers four dollars to six fifty topping at seven ten with a light and poor quality cans ten cents to eight dollar per pound. Just a reminder: our next sale will be Wednesday, October fourth. Starting at 10 a.m. with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hut Amon at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We get to hear more markets from Jerry Fitzgerald, Gerald at Equity Stratford. You want to do your show from outside today, you said this morning. Well, good morning, Joe. It's beautiful. 58 degrees. Um, yeah, nice day, but I guess uh, uh, I guess Mother Nature is going to be lowering the boom here at the end of the week. And I was just thinking, too, uh, you have kind of be on, you got, have to be on your P's and Q's this morning because you got a Jerry on the phone and a Jerry in the office. So you got to really be kind of careful, huh? <laughs> uh, I, do, I, I do what I want. <laughs> well, that's good. I kind of like that. So talking about doing what we need to do, and what, why don't we just uh, get into the report here? Oh, man, we're out seven minutes before the hour, so we'll just get at her, Jill. How's that sound? Absolutely. All right, Jill, thank you. And a very good morning to everyone. Uh, a summary from yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the cow market on Monday. A mostly steady trend yesterday. High-yielding, fleshy, Holstein beef cows yesterday. Auction selling from 102 up to a top of 120. Most of the cows, majority of the cows in yesterday's sale were selling between 80 and $1.01. Lighter weight cows. Uh, light carcass cows, 78 and below. On the bull trade, your better quality bulls uh, are selling from a dollar, dollar uh, nine to a dollar twenty. Lighter weight bulls, a dollar eight and below. And we'll have an update on the fed cattle uh, lower, uh, later in the week. Most of our fed cattle will be sold tomorrow. Uh, now we're getting to the calf market, uh, folks. Calves continue to be worth a very lot of money. Good quality Holstein bull calves weighing 9,230 pounds. Yesterday's auction selling from 250 to 450. Fancy bull calves from four from 450 to a top of 490. Heifer calves, Holstein heifer calves. Now mostly a dollar to 240. And uh, beef calves again out of this world continue to be on these beef calves. 350 to 750, up to 790 yesterday on the black Angus calves. So. Uh, today, Tuesday, we get underway this morning at 10 o'clock, uh, hay and bedding auction. We do have a nice selection of hay for you folks, including we do have round bales of second crop and also large squares of second crop. So if you're looking for that, 10 o'clock here at Stratford, uh, 11 o'clock this morning, dairy auction, and that will be followed by the market cow auction. And don't forget, every every Tuesday here, we do sell organic market cattle. That does include organic cows, organic uh, Anything that's organic will be sold today also, along with the conventional market cattle. Don't forget, tomorrow, Wednesday, our feeder cattle auction will be at 1230. And as per usual, folks, if you got cattle that can sign, we'd sure like to know about it ahead of time so we can advertise it for you. 687-4101 is our phone number. So, Jill, uh, another nice day on the offing, and, uh, well, well, we won't talk about Friday is going to be 40-something for a high. Well, I have about 50 for Friday. Oh, I like that. You got to remember that we're uh, a week, we'll be a week into October. So 50 in the springtime we rejoice about. And I'm, it is going to do what it's going to do. Well, one thing, uh, uh, us, you, uh, you, uh, all of us that have been in the livestock business and you uh, right now, 50 is a lot better for cattle than 86. Yeah, I've got all my fans on in my shed just to get the air keep moving and. And yeah, well, that, things uh, up. 
you know, they don't run for free either, do they? Yeah, it is what it is. You do what you got to do. Right. Yep. Jill, you have a nice day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. And, uh, uh, and folks, again, like I always say, do drive care carefully because the school buses are out there now. Some of these kids are getting picked up before it's even complete daylight. A lot of corn chopping going on in this area, so be careful. Absolutely. Always good advice from Jerry Fitzgerald and Equity Stratford. Now we need to do our one last run for our markets. Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for December's at four eighty six, down two and a half. December oats, four twenty six, down eight cents. November soybeans, twelve seventy two, down five cents. And December wheat, five sixty six, up two cents. And our country elevator prices. Wheat and grain ship of falls in Connorsville locations. Corn is at four twenty two with soybeans at eleven ninety eight. Golden plump in Arcadia, corn's at four seventy one. And in Baldwin, corn's at four thirty one with beans at eleven ninety two. Durand four twenty six and eleven eighty two. Mondovi four thirty one for corn and eleven eighty seven for beans. Elmwood four thirty six and eleven ninety two. Fall Creek four twenty six and eleven eighty two. Osseo four forty one for corn and eleven ninety two for beans. Elk Mound four thirty one and eleven ninety seven. Sparta four thirty and eleven eighty. Ellsworth four eleven for corn and eleven seventy two for beans. Northside Elevator Loyal Location four forty two for corn and eleven eighty seven for beans, and the Arcadia Location four forty two for corn and eleven ninety seven for beans. At our ethanol plants, Boyceville four thirty five, Stanley four forty six, and New Richmond four forty one for corn. And our cheese markets barrels. One fifty four and a quarter up six and a quarter forty pound blocks one seventy two no change from yesterday and our grade double A butter three thirty four up four cents and our class three milk futures for October seventeen oh one up thirteen cents November seventeen twenty eight up eleven cents and December seventeen forty eight down two cents and our one last look at our weather today where we're going to roll up to eighty six degrees with mostly sunny skies and warm. Tonight, 66. Tomorrow, 71 and breezy. Tomorrow night, 52. And on Friday, a high of 50. So reality will set in for our October weather. And that's what I have for the Farm Show this morning. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.